The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of hope. Messages of hope. Well, hello, everybody. And welcome back to the weekly show. When I hear those lyrics, listen, they're all around you. I know my team is all around me today, and they've been around me all week. I have spent, boy, probably more than 12 hours sitting in this seat where I'm sitting right now in the actual recording studio at Unity Online Radio. I had the great honor of recording my book, Messages of Hope, for an audio book being produced by Unity World Headquarters. How cool is that? I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but I'm a little bit, oh, I'm buzzing with energy right now because Ty and I just finished the most wonderful tour of the whole Unity grounds here with the Chief Operating Officer of Unity World Headquarters, Guy Swanson. So shout out to Guy because I know he's listening. And he just gave us the most fabulous insider's tour Some of the highlights for both Ty and for me were the silent unity area, seeing where beautiful, beautiful workers, dedicated people pray for all of us, for callers who call in 24-7, really inspiring to see them at work, and to go through the archives here of all of the old unity materials, to walk into the room where where the Fillmores sat and worked. If you're not familiar with Unity's history, you should read up on it because it's just fascinating. But everybody here, so motivated, so happy. What a great place to to work. We saw we went from the history side to the modern day side. Do you know they even now have comic books that share Unity's message? And we met the artists and watched them drawing on the screens. Just fascinating, fascinating. So it was really a lot of fun. I'm here not just for recording the Messages of Hope book, but also for my big retreat next week, Holy You, celebrating our wholeness, our sacredness. And so I'm just getting warmed up. I think I think I told Guy that they need to make sure that the roof on the chapel where we're all meeting this big auditorium is well bolted down because the energy is going to be so high we're going to blow it off if we're not careful. Wow. Now, this is my first time to share this news publicly. They were so pleased with the way the recording went for Messages of Hope that I have been asked to record Wolf's message on audiobook. 
yay. I felt that collective yay because I know that you all love that book as much as I do. The story is so amazing about Wolf and the message he came back to share with all of us. So I will actually be doing that next week prior to my retreat. So it's a busy time, and I thank Ty for uh, sparing me to do all of this for all of us. So... I want to tell you, before we take callers, because it is the first Thursday of the month and we'll be answering questions, we being me and my team of guides, Sanaya, I want to let you know how very close Sanaya is by sharing an incident that happened while I was sitting right here reading Messages of Hope for the audiobook. I was reading a story, the story telling the, the details about when our beloved Susan passed and then got to the part where my father passed. And I've been sharing these stories for years, so it shouldn't have been too emotional. But, ooh, I got a little bit overwhelmed. And I have to tell you, during the breaks, I would walk out and stretch my legs. And the two wonderful staff members who were sitting in the other audio booth helping me with this, every time we took a break, I, I went out and they'd be blowing their nose, wiping their eyes. And I'm thinking, well, this is good, right? This is an emotional book, so we're, we're touching people. That's good. But it's not good when I started to lose it at one spot. I just got overwhelmed with emotion to the point where I, I said, excuse me, I need to stop a second. And you know how you kind of turn to the side and you have to take a few deep breaths and kind of get your act together. And I was a little worried about going on because the story was about to get even more emotional. So I started reading again and suddenly whoosh, Sanaya stepped in with such power, such presence, so much so that I got so dizzy I couldn't read because the whole screen was wavering. And as I took a breath, I heard their voice so clearly saying, you are never alone, and we are right here with you. And then I felt this infusion of strength, and all that emotion just dissolved and I went back to reading as if none of that had happened, just totally back in balance. And I know that that's not just me that those kind of things happen to. We all have a team of helpers. You do, and they know when you need them, and that's why we always say no one is ever given more than they can handle. And your team will step in and fill you with strength and courage, as will your friends, because that's what we do for each other. So I know you're going to appreciate the great sound today as I come from the recording studio. How many times have I done this show while traveling around the country and Ty will pull over in a Walmart parking lot and we hope for the best with an internet signal. So it's a real pleasure to have high quality for all of you today. So going to be answering questions. And as always, if I can't answer the question from what my team has told me before, I'll just shift a little higher and ask my team to answer it. So if my voice goes a little funny on you, that's my guide stepping in, and we always get better answers from them directly. I am offering the gift of one of my online courses to one person who calls in. I have a bunch of scraps of paper here. I'm going to write the caller's names on as we take your calls, and at the end, I'll do a drawing. How's that sound? Okay, so, whoops, let's bring in Glenn. I believe he's been waiting the longest, and we have Louie and Jeff in the as our engineers helping us today, and it's so much fun to talk to them in person. They're right around the corner. Glenn, you are on the air. 
Hi, this is actually Jane. <laughs> That's so funny. Glenn's phone. <laughs> well, you uh, come up on my screen as Glenn. So, Jane, we're going to change the name on my little – I just wrote it down on your little slip of paper here. Jane. <laughs> yeah, you don't sound like a Glenn. <laughs> my question is, uh, how important is it to open the third eye and – how would we go about doing that effectively? Okay. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with what Jane is asking about, the third eye is also known as the sixth chakra or chakra, the energy center located just behind and above the eyes in the center of the skull. And it's the energy center associated with clairvoyance, insights, clear vision, connecting with the spirit world through visuals. How important is it to open? I would say it's very important to work on strengthening that. I need to shift up a little bit here and get a higher answer for you. And so I'm hearing that it is open in all of us. None of our chakras can be completely blocked. Through your efforts, your focused intention to increase your visual images of the higher realms you can tell I'm talking a little stilted because I'm getting this from my guides. Your efforts and your intentions do result in, and they're showing me like polished, shining a mirror with Windex is the image they're giving me. And notice that that image is coming in through my third eye. So it may feel like it's just something that when you're used to, because we, we do see images eyes open or eyes closed, on the screen of our mind. But those come through this energy center known as the third eye. So clearly, just having the intention and then raising your vibration to unblock any blockages in the chakras is going to benefit that. I know that it was years of meditation that I underwent that helped me to increase my clairvision, clairvoyance, and I continue to work on that. I'll tell you one thing, Jane. I have heard a lot of things, and somebody wrote to me once and said they had heard that the third eye gets calcified and that there was actually a special toothpaste to uncalcify it. And I I had to laugh at the time. I try not to laugh because it, it sounded a little bit crazy. But I actually did the research on it, and there that really there's no there is no evidence that Physical things like that can help the third eye. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, thank you so much. I got a little long-winded there, but uh, intention and belief that you are making a difference and then just raising your vibration through coming into alignment with your true self. What does that mean? Our true nature is love. So the more you focus on love and express unconditional love to others, it's going to naturally open all of the chakras. Okay? Thank you very much. You're so welcome. And hang around till the end of the show when I do the drawing, and you'll find out if you've got one of the courses. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. How about Leslie? There we go. Leslie, I know you keep trying for the drawing, so I love that you come back week after week. I read that on Facebook. I read that on Facebook, yes, indeed. And I said, I'm going to call on her, but you know, I just can't do it. I was kind of like, we could always set her name aside. Nope, I cannot do it. I can't. No, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. To be honest. Absolutely. I won't accept it if it's not on. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I've called you many times in because I, I have a gazillion questions. But today's question, um, I'm the one whose son uh, took his life May 24th, so it's been 10 months now, and I've got a good connection with him. I, uh, we draw together, and he gives me insight, so he has answered a lot of my questions. So I want to see if your and Sanaya's answer to this question matches his answer. Okay. And it's kind of basic. What is the purpose of incarnation. Huh. If we come from a place of bliss, why do we ever leave it? Oh, oh gosh. You know, it's so funny. As, I, as you said that, I hear it's for having fun. And a lot of people, and especially you as a shining light mom, would say, well, a lot of this is certainly not fun. But if this just all dissolve back into our original true state of pure being— and there must be something to reflect back upon to know that we exist. There's a there's a self awareness that we exist, but there's this 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 urge to create, this urge to experience, and so this pure state of awareness just bursts forth and becomes things and creatures and beings. This is like very simplified, but if we're going to have this reality known as human the human world, and it's not just the human world, it's the world we share with all creatures. Well, it's for the experience and then we as souls for the growth that that affords us for, we would call it evolution. And so because we come from, if I could just finish this thought and then we'll, we'll chat some more. If we come from love and love has created something beautiful and that's you and your son and me and all that is, then evolution is how can we make that even more beautiful? But then the challenge becomes those who come into a human body and forget that's why we're here and use free will to focus outward instead of dissolving backwards and remembering. Then we make free will choices that that aren't so much fun. Right. Hmm. Yeah. What was but, the second part there? Well, my... We, my question is, we can do all that. I, I mean, I don't even want to say there, but there. Uh, on the other yes, side, yes, yes. We, we do create, don't we? I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. I get what you're saying. In if you yeah. want to call it heaven, in the reality where we're not so solid in form. Well, in yeah. this reality with space and time, are the effects of the we have cause and effect. And the effects don't show up as immediately as they do in a reality that's mostly thought-based instead of matter, physical matter-based. And so we really learn our lessons well because we have to wait and see sometimes how our choices will play out. So the opportunities to learn here are so much greater. And there's the interaction with each other leads to so many unknowns, so many variables that it's like a it's like a big laboratory to see well what will happen if we do this what will happen if we do that and what and the biggest question is what happens when we bring love into the equation so through okay. living out a earthly existence with time where we make choices everybody's interacting and sometimes the effects of those choices are not immediately known as they are in the spirit world wow it really changes the outcome it was uh, one of the phrases i use a lot is a quote by Buck, Buckminster Fuller, who said, humans learn by trial and error. 
and True. we sure do. But the beautiful well, that thing does sort of gel with with the answer he gave me. But you know, he gave it to me through his filter, as I understand it, mm-hmm. because he loved playing video games. He said, "Mom, the whole point is to level up." And I believe he implied oh. that there are levels on the other side that you can't access, or you can access from there, but coming to Earth in a body is a form of a shortcut to get to those different levels. And what? that's sort of what you were what you were saying is um, the experimenting and trial and error. And if by leveling up you mean to rate. Go, uh, go to the next level when you leave this earth school, right? Then yeah. that's certainly true because the guides tell us that when we cross, they meet us and say, what did you learn? What did you experience? How did you grow? And how does that affect all of us? That makes sense. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank okay. you for calling. Thank you for taking right. my call. And thank you for all the work you do. You're so inspiring to oh, me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I love interacting yeah. with all of you. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Messages of Hope is the show. This is the first Thursday. We're taking callers. And the next one, you guys, these are a little bit out of order, so I'm going to let you and you two decide who was the next one who called in. Carol. Carol, welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're on the air. How fun. (laughs) I know. This is crazy. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's my question. Okay. I've been studying non-duality a lot lately, and I've noticed that a lot of your messages recently um, are talking about oneness and pure being. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I believe that we are all one, but I just... What I can't understand is what that means for our lives on a practical level. You know, like I'm, I have a teenage daughter that's dealing with depression, anxiety. This really is not fun anymore. And so we're one. So how does that, how's that helpful? Oh, boy. Well, how it's helpful is when you realize that you and your daughter are humans playing a role but you are also souls. And the soul is the bridge between the human role you're playing and that pure consciousness from which all arises. So if you were to picture the analogy that I like lately is like, let's picture a disco ball with a light at the center, and it shines outward in myriad directions, and the lenses around the edge of it, if you can picture that, each one of us, and you and your daughter and me and everybody else, is one of those lenses, and we all see the world through just a little bit of a different angle. But Mm -hmm. if you, and we're all looking outward at our roles, but if you were to turn back and go back to the source, that's where we all come from, this one light, That's the oneness. The human being is kind of out here on the lens in the physical world. The light is everywhere. The soul is malleable and goes back and forth between this who. It's the wave in the ocean analogy. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the light is like the ocean. The soul would be the wave, the energetic portion of us, and the the drop of water in the ocean would be us as a human. So how does that help you when you're dealing with your your daughter is that you look at her and you see the uh, exterior 
role that you're playing. Like the, this is the 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 costume that we're wearing is this body, but within her, you know that you and she are souls, and that if you were both to just step back from the role, you would both go to the same place. This place without any physical sensations, without any thoughts, without any emotions, just pure being, pure awareness. If you both sat in meditation together, there would be these these moments of pure peace where no thoughts are arising and you're both in the exact same state, which is not a place at all. You are just sitting being. And it's from that state that solutions to your challenges arise. But it's when we realize that we all dissolve back into the exact same place. If we can tap into the wisdom that arises from that place state, that pure awareness, wow, then we would get much wiser information and advice. Is that something that I could do on my own because I just don't see her. <laughs> no, no, no. I and absolutely you, well, being able to do that right now. No, no. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that you are the same on that level. So if you oh, can yeah. start a regular practice of sitting quietly to experience that peace and ask mm-hmm. questions in that peaceful state. What do I need to know next to help my daughter? What do I need to know next to find peace through this situation? Mm-hmm. And then who is it that's aware of these answers that are coming up? That's the I am. Yeah. That's the same in all of us. If you can do that, when you're in that state, you can actually talk soul to soul with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And at the soul right. level, it's a whole different level of communicating. And and if, if for no other reason than to just say, I know who you are in there. I know who I am. And at a human level, we're going through a rough time. But at the soul level, we both know all is fine. May we just find that place of peace. Okay. okay. I hope that's helpful. That was. Thank you. Okay. Let's just surround you and both of you with lots of love, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, let's see. I do think we have time for one more caller, and I'm going to need more of you to call in after the break. Let me give you that number, 816-251-3555. All righty. We're going to talk to Kristen next. Thank you for your patience, Kristen. You're on the air. Hey, Suzanne, I'm so tickled to get the opportunity to talk to you today. (laughs) Well, I'm thrilled to talk to you. So um, I was really lucky. I actually received the gift of knowing about you through my very lovely friend, Deb. And um, so I just feel genuinely blessed to have found all of your messages in books. And um, I guess my question right now is I have been on my kind of I've I've been spiritual and religious all my life and I have been on my awakening journey off and on more um, in a passive role a few years ago and very actively in the last year mm-hmm. and uh, most recently working intensively with a lot of your specific teachings through expanded awareness and the deep meditation and also with the um, the hemisync you know, building the power. Yes, great. And I'm at this point, and it's, I'm absolutely just, 
I've had life-changing experiences through this, so thank you for that. Um, and as far as with my meditation, my question is, I guess, a little two-folded. Um, I am definitely finding connections in meditation um, because I feel very drawn to mediumship. I am a teacher, healer in my current life, um, in my job. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to find out, I when I'm doing meditation at this point, I don't necessarily feel like I am connected to specific guides or hear like specific guidance, but what I'm getting is a lot of visual visual input to like when I'm deeper into the expanded awareness where I see things that I know absolutely could not be coming for me because I am a person who I wouldn't go as far as I have aphantasia, but I don't have the ability, like I can't close my eyes right now and visualize a balloon or an apple. So when I have visions that, or when I see things in my meditation, I, I truly know that they're coming from an external source. They're not coming from me because I can't conjure those things just like that. That is very cool. So, and that's that third eye that came up in the first question. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm very confident that what I see comes externally, but I I don't know if you can give me guidance or if Sanaya can give me guidance on when I see those things, I'm at a point now where I don't know. They're obvi- I don't think they're for messages for me because I'm doing this by myself, but I don't know how to connect with that, and I don't know okay. how to find the guidance to have a conduit to connect to that. Oh, this is a great question. You know, so- and, and I love that you all ask questions that apply to all, everybody listening because this everybody can learn from. And this is something that I teach in my mediumship classes. You don't have to be a medium to benefit from this. But the fact that you're seeing those images is very clearly for you. And I love that you recognize that it's not something you would normally be thinking of or want or seeing so that you recognize this must be coming from outside of me. Recognizing that there really is one mind, but this is higher consciousness putting this image into your awareness. So what you do... Kristen, is you you hold on to that image and then you move your awareness to the heart area or the solar plexus in that same gut heart area and you feel into the question, why am I seeing this now? What is the meaning into it? You can't think your way through this. So it comes with right. an intuitive knowing. Now we're going to go to a break in about 30 seconds. So I don't want you to go away because we're going to finish continue on with this, and then you said you had a second part. But what you're doing then is combining clairvoyance, the seeing, clear seeing, with clairsentience, clear feeling, and it's a knowing. So come on back after the break. We're going to give some examples of how that works and then get to your other question. How's that sound? Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Everybody come on back. We'll be back in about three minutes. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Emily Cady, in her Lessons in Truth, makes a statement which I think we need to kind of think about a little bit. She says, God is not a being with qualities or attributes, but he is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, wisdom, etc. He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, and wisdom. In other words, and this again is, is shattering to some of us, God is not loving. Ah, oh, God is a loving God. God is not loving. Because the moment we talk about God as loving, we've got the anthropomorphic Michelangelo like God sitting up in a crowd somewhere with his heart beaming out and saying, oh, I love you all down there, see you so dearly, as long as you're good. But I'm not going to love you very much if you don't go to church and so forth. God is not loving. God is love. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Get your copy of Unity Magazine this month and discover timeless spiritual principles that you can apply to your life today. Denise Lynn discusses synchronicity as a potent sign from the universe. Serena Dyer-Pisoni and Karen Noe share how love still connects them to the late Dr. Wayne Dyer. And Reverend Johnny Coleman breaks barriers. Subscribe for one year and save $5 off the cover price and get the digital edition free. Go to unitymagazine.org and get a free trial issue today. Indian saint and mystic Kabir is quoted as saying, One drop of divine love can turn you to gold. Immerse yourself in the work of Kabir with acclaimed poet, author, and spiritual teacher Andrew Harvey in his book, Turn Me to Gold, 108 Poems of Kabir. Andrew shares the powerful and timeless words of Kabir in a way that is accessible to all with beautiful photography by Brett Hurd. This is a book you will turn to again and again. Available now at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Stretch your mind and open your heart every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. Gain insights into spiritual principles that touch upon the most practical aspects of our lives, like work, relationships, health, and diet. Discover time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy for living a more fulfilled life in today's hectic world. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Yes, welcome back. And this is the first Thursday of the month. So we're taking live callers with questions about the spirit world, metaphysical issues, spirituality, anything that I can't answer. We'll ask my team of guides, Sanaya. And one of the callers today will win one of my online courses, the course of your choice. We have Making the Connection, Let Your Spirit Soar, and Your Emerging Soul are the three courses. So we have four callers in the running so far, and we were halfway through with Kristen. So Kristen, you're still there, right? 
Yep, I'm here. Okay, so to recap for anybody that's just joining us, you have, you started seeing images in your meditation but don't know what it's about. And as I just shared before we went to the break, you feel into it. Now remember, these images aren't just coming from anywhere, and this applies to all of you listening. Higher consciousness, this could be your guides, this could be your own higher self, this could be loved ones on the other side, any of the masters or angels will put something into your awareness for you to learn from and to help you. So say you see roses all of a sudden. You don't know what that is. You move your awareness to the heart, and then you ask whoever put that image there, what does this mean? Why am I being shown it? And so if you're auditory, you may actually hear a sentence or an answer. If you are very clairsentient, you'll just feel and know that it's a message of love from someone, that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Great. So I guess what I was trying to figure out too um, is that, so how do you know, like when we're talking about going, like that you sing across the veil, how do you know, how would you know, like if those, if the things that I'm seeing and imaging is something that's coming from guides or something that's coming from somebody who is across the veil and whether somebody's trying to make a connection with me or with someone that I'm close to or my family. Right. In just one image like that, sometimes it's very hard to tell. And so you would feel into that again. Do I feel a personality? Be, be mm -hmm. feeling into that. Do I feel a presence of someone in particular? And your loved ones, if they're coming through, will feel just as they felt when they were here. You will feel their their character traits and their you might even feel some physical symptoms from them. You might hear some words or when it's somebody that you actually knew, you might hear words in their own voice. If it's a guide, it might be a bit different and you might not hear it all but just have that knowing feeling. So just remember, everybody who's listening, this is interactive with intelligence, with creative, intelligent beings. Some of them might have been in human form. Some might never have been in human form, such as angels, which I, as the former Navy officer, I can assure you they are real. <laughs> I, Having just finished reading Messages of Hope for the audiobook, reading the chapter on when how I came to know that angels are real was really a wonderful refresher for me because I didn't used to believe in angels at all. And now I've had so much evidence from them that I, I know that they are helping all of us out all the time. So just remember they're not always your own thoughts, and so ask, who's there? Who is this? And feel into it. Listen. Raise your awareness in all aspects. You, the same sensory organs that you have in the physical body you have as a soul, so you can hear with the ears of the soul and see with the eyes of the soul and feel touch even without your body. So just become one big antenna and communicating two ways asking questions, and then became, become silently passive and receptive to whatever follows that initial image. That's just like opening the door, that image. Then you can just open it way up. So have fun with that and play. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some of it's so random. I'm just very confused about what I'm saying. Like, I was talking to my husband. I was like, there's no way that I could have come up with some of this stuff. I'm like, where is this coming from? It's It's, it's very interesting. It's kind of fun, but it's it can be a little bit like, what? Like, yep. you're like, wait a minute. Definitely have fun with it. And keep notes, too, you know, because then... I, have a, I do. I have a journal that I Good. keep. Um, 
And I know I'm taking up your time, but the other question I had really quick was just if you have any guidance on, um, I know we all have guides, we all have, you know, you have your team. Um, how do you specifically recommend, like, figuring out, like, the difference, like, when when is somebody coming in that it would be, you would consider a guide or, um, you know, somebody who is going to be helping you or a gatekeeper. Do you have any thoughts on that? Again, this kind of thing is so much easier discerned when you are sitting in the silence for the purpose of getting to know your guides. One of my Hemisync CD is actually called that, Getting to Know Your Guides. And you can sit and sense a presence and again, ask, who are you? You will all of you have one to two spirit guides who are assigned to you for life, and then others who come and go depending on different issues that you're dealing with throughout your life. Family members who pass may or may not become guides to you. So again, it's just a matter of, number one, believing that this is real, and then number two, setting a very clear intention of being able to discern the difference between the different beings who drop in on you. And that's why there's a lovely exercise on that one CD, working with your guides to help you feel the difference. And it's fascinating. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, Kristen. Thanks for coming in. All right, guys, let's bring in the next caller. Elizabeth, I thank you for your patience. Hi. How are you? I'm good. And I'm writing your name before I forget it. And I have to remember to do the drawing at the end. For the course. All right. All right. Um, just to kind of follow through with what you were just talking about um, and, uh, about the spirit guide, I one night um, set the intention to figure out who mine, my spirit guide was, and I um, kind of prayed about it before I went to sleep. And it's like the only dream I have remembered in the longest time um, I had that evening. And when I woke up, I remembered seeing just like an average looking man who kind of telepathically told me his name was Gabe. Oh. And um, I had no idea what that was referencing, except for the fact that it reminded me of Archangel Gabriel. <laughs> Fun. And I, I researched that a little bit and found out that he's supposed to be um, uh, the, the spirit guide for communicators, a.k.a. artists, and I am an artist. See how awesome that is, and and yeah, you know if no we idea. if if we didn't keep that playful attitude, you have skeptics who would just you know poo poo all of that. But you look at the timing, and you look at the fact that you your dreams you don't normally remember, and the fact that you asked for that, and the meaningfulness of the name, and all of it adds up to the the wonder and and the joy of celebrating that. Hey, this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it was really helpful. Um, which kind of leads me to the other reason why I called, which is um, my daughter passed about six years ago. And initially, in probably the first three years, I was in a really deep state of depression, um, which kind of made my home life very difficult. And sure. eventually my husband moved out because the way he dealt with his grief was entirely different than mm-hmm. the way I was dealing with mm-hmm. it. And... Um, I then ended up getting cancer, and um, that led to obviously a whole bunch of issues. And um, uh, he ended up cheating on me, and so now we're divorced. And it's just been one thing after wow, another. I'll say. And so I um, 
now living at home alone. I'm going to have to sell the house because I can't afford it. And um, anyways, I've got a lot of anger. <laughs> so my depression went into extreme rage. Hmm. And I'm, I think that's the main reason why I am not really feeling like I'm communicating with my daughter like I had been. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, want to know how to let go of it because I, okay. I know I am hurting myself by holding on to it. And, uh, but I just can't seem to let it go. Well, you know what I hear immediately, and oh, I got the, my ding, 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 ding in my ear, which is definitely the guides. I hear right off the bat that you may very well have some PTSD from your daughter's passing, and that yeah. would that would yeah. cause a major blockage in the flow of the life force through you in your energy flow, making anything that you do that much harder. So yeah, I witnessed it. Yeah. Yeah. Big part of it. Have you, so I would absolutely recommend you find a, a really good person that deals with PTSD as it relates to the passing of a loved one and grief. And in fact, uh, contact somebody at helpingparentsheal.org because they often uh, have speakers who specifically deal in that. Okay? In fact, okay. later this month, I, I know I'm going to have somebody on the program that does that, Judith Hancocks. Okay. So. That's the number one thing, to work on yourself. And then the the second thing is the awakened way that I teach is all about remembering who we are. And it it goes back to what I was talking about with the earlier caller uh, who is dealing with her daughter's challenges, that when we get so sucked in by the drama and your role that you're playing here, and I never mean to downplay what we deal with here by Less, I don't want to lessen the difficulties by calling it a role, but really that's what we are. We are souls playing a role, and you're playing a very challenging role. And as long as you're focused on that role, it's it's so challenging to see who you really are. But when you remember that everything that happens here is temporary, but there is this underlying ground of reality that's that. The soul, where the soul is always fine and always at peace, it's it. The awakened way is when you are aware that you are that beautiful soul and a human at the same time, that you have a true escape valve. Not that you're supposed to escape your role here. We're here to learn to to handle these challenges with peace, but the peace is not outside of us, it's actually within you, and it's here right now. And it's probably the soul nudging you to even call in and ask for help because there's this part of you that knows your true nature is not all of this tumult. So it's the, mm-hmm. the path for all of us is to find this place where it doesn't matter what's happening outside. We can have this whole list of these really challenging things that happen to us and always be able to access and find that peace. And when you come into alignment with that true nature, then you'll find that things start to once again pick up again and and the clouds start to part. All of these things that have happened to you that you, you shared with all of us and all of our hearts open as we hear that and we just pour our love out to you because we can all identify with that and you've had more than your share. If you could picture the ground of your reality like the pure blue sky and all of these events are clouds that pass through, 
the the fa- phrase "this too shall pass" is very true because everything in this human life is temporary, like a cloud that passes through the sky. But what's happened with with you, Elizabeth, is that so many clouds are clouding the sky that it's completely overcast, and you you're just having more difficulty finding that what's beneath the clouds. Or beyond the clouds,、right. but it's still there. It can't not be there. So I would say, first and foremost, find somebody who's specifically trained in healing from grief, especially PTSD therapy, and then set your own intention of a regular practice of sitting in the silence, asking your guides, asking your higher self. Please identify the clouds I need to clear out and help me find the light again. Literally,、mm-hmm. okay. It's there. It's、Thank、who you. you are. It's your basic nature as a soul, and that's the the、yeah. thing that this is called the Messages of Hope show. This is what gives all of us hope. We don't have to rely on anyone outside of us. This period in your life of living alone could turn out to be the greatest blessing. My dear friend and assistant Lynette just went away. She lives, well, I think she lives with a sister now, but not alone. But she went off for two days of a silent retreat, and what a blessing that is to have time to just sit and ask these questions with no interruption, no social media, anything, just to say,、mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to ask some questions here. Why me? And then you start、mm-hmm. to realize that me is the story, but there is an I am that's completely. Free of all of those temporary experiences.、Mm. All right, so, I, I shall do that. <laughs> I, I I feel hopeful that once you set your sights on finding that light that's within that can't ever go out, you're going to look back at this and say, "Wow, look how I've grown from that." And your daughter, there's no doubt that she is nudging you, helping you at your side, and. What a great goal to set! That I'm going to work on me so I can hear her and feel her again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Thank the, the the rage is the key right there. That there's just a big blockage because、uh, anger and hatred and all of those those challenging vibrations are really just veils masking the underlying reality, which is love and light.、Mm. Okay. Yeah. Not your true、um, nature at all. So you recognize that the soul knows. So thanks for calling in. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Some heavy stuff. Life is hard at times, but the beautiful thing is that when we remember our true nature, who are you? You are a beautiful soul and a human being. Right now, we don't have to go to heaven to find our higher self. It's right here, and. Gratitude will get you there. It's awfully hard sometimes to find something to be thankful for, but there's always something, something. So focus on that. It opens your heart up, and then follow that feeling through the heart right back to your higher self. Do we have another caller, guys? All right, Kathleen. Thanks for your patience. Ooh, let me write your、oh. name down for my drawing here. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, how may I help you? I have some questions in my mind about energy healers and healing energy. 
Okay. And I, I wonder about people like Charlie Goldsmith. I saw his TV show, and I've seen him online. And I think he seems to have a real gift of um, using energy to heal people. And I wonder if in your framework, um, if, if his energy is the same as your spirit, are you just using a different vocabulary? Do you think all healing comes from spirit? Okay. I have to tell you, first of all, that Ty and I don't watch any TV, so I don't know who Charlie Goldsmith is. We we have okay. a we have a TV in our bus, and we don't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty, he's it, an it, energy a... <laughs> healer from Australia. Okay. But any energy healer is using, I would call it sentient energy, which is what all of us are made of, consciousness plus the flow of that consciousness as it bubbles up and creates. So we have the the ocean is the sea of pure awareness. And as it just bubbles up, it has to move, and that movement is energy. So a healer is using the power of consciousness, setting an intention, and the consciousness is shared by all of us. So, for example, say I want to do a healing for you, Kathleen. I would okay. visualize you, and I would set in my awareness that you and I are one, and I see you as perfectly healthy and perfectly healed. And through the shared consciousness, the energy within you comes into alignment with your true nature as I hold a vision of that alignment Basically, that's what's happening in energy healing. So your question was, is it the same thing that I'm tapping into with my guides? We are that sentient energy. We are that pure awareness. You and I, Sanaya's message today for all of us was all about <laughs> the oneness. And isn't that funny? I just lost what it was all about. Tell me again, guys. I got to shift here a second. You are that energy. Ha! That's hilarious. It just completely went out of my mind, so we'll just pull it up right here. Ah, here it is. They said, nothing is separate. Nothing is separate. Nothing is separate. See, I went into human mode and couldn't even ask them the question. I had to pull it up on my computer. They said, dissolve into oneness and see how that changes things for all of us. So the oneness is that sea of consciousness of pure energy. Let me shift again because I don't like reading their words. I'd rather get it from them. They're saying that a healer uses just a different modality. It's like they're showing me an artist right now. One would use clay and work with the hands to mold something that's actually physical, and another artist might use paint. Different modalities, but we're all being creative. So when I tap into guides and when I channel or bring through people's loved ones, we're just mostly using the consciousness part, the sentient part of sentient energy, whereas a healer is using both and using the energy to transform the physical aspect of the recipient. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that over a couple of times. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Uh, but my my next question is, um, do you think that we all have the capability to become healers if we practice and study it and focus a lot on it? Oh, I know we do because we are all made of the same stuff. We all are sentient energy in physical form. Whether or not it's your calling, that would de that would determine how much energy and intention you put into it. 
Some people have to do it. They can't not be healers. They just know in their heart, I'm meant to do this. So their intention is going to be very focused Mm-hmm. And they're going to be very successful uh, at doing that. But we were just talking with Guy Swanson here at Unity, and he was talking about uh, Unity's founders, the Fillmores, and how they founded this whole Unity movement based on energy healing. Oh. And so, so many of Unity's principles are on the fact that it is our thoughts coming into alignment with our true nature that enable healing. So all of us, if we truly understood that we are souls and that this force that flows through us, the life force, flows through all that is, why then if we just come into alignment with our true nature as love and hold that highest vision, I am that, I am fully healed at all times, I am divine, then the body follows that. Consciousness knows and energy flows and the energy flows where our consciousness sends it. So we're all healers. And we can start by healing ourselves by making sure that our own thoughts are as loving as possible in alignment with our true nature as a soul. Okay, thank okay. you. And it, and it sounds... I hope that someday you'll come out and do a workshop in the Portland, Oregon area. Portland, Oregon. I know Ty is listening. Okay, honey, put that one on the calendar. <laughs> we love it out okay. there. Thank you. Okay, thanks for coming in. Ooh, let's see. We have enough time for one more caller. Guys, is anybody on who hasn't? Okay, so I'm going to do the drawing now. Let me see. And I'm going to do the drawing now, and then I'll answer a question that somebody has sent in already. So if if anybody knows me out there, you know that I will always do this honestly. I have my slips of paper here. I'm shuffling them and pulling one out right now. Ah, Kristen is the winner, and... Hopefully Kristen's still listening or we'll catch the archives. Kristen, contact me through the Contact Me page on my website and we'll get you a coupon code for the course online course of your choice. So let me see. I had a question that somebody sent in because they couldn't be on the show live. And they said, I struggle with the paradox of the veil. Hang on a sec here for everybody. There it is. Is there a reason that we forget who we are? Well, I'm not so sure that there's a reason. I tend to think that it would... We don't want to hear what I have to say. I want to hear what Sanaya has to say. Let me see. Let me check in with them. Huh. There we go. If you all could see me, you'd see my lip twitch when I ask these questions. That's my guide saying, we're right here with you. So the answer that I'm getting... is that the soul is always aware of the role that it is playing. And we don't forget that. The problem is that as we learn who we are in this world, as your parents give you name a name, as they tell you your role in society, as your teachers tell you what to believe, as you interact more and more with other humans who have been around longer than you, you focus outward only on the roles. If more of you were to spend time in the silence from a young age and maintain the connection of soul awareness, there would not be so much amnesia. Ooh, that is a very interesting thought, isn't it? 
I hear they're teaching meditation in some schools these days. So can you imagine if young children from elementary school up were meditating every day, talking to their own higher selves, talking to their guides, and not some imaginary friends that parents think they are, then the forgetting would not happen. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? So we remember by, as adults, taking our free will and using it to sit in the silence, making the choice to say, I'm tired of forgetting who I am. This human life hurts too much. I need a little help here. So you sit in the silence and you say, help me remember who I am. This morning, I couldn't sleep. been awake since about 4 o'clock. So around 5 o'clock, I said, well, I think I'll just spend this time lying here and talk to my guides. And it's been quite a while since I asked the question, who am I? And it's a question that bears asking regularly because as we peel back layers of the onion, we tend to remember. And I was shown an image of stepping into a shower, which was quite interesting. And all of a sudden, instead of water coming down on me, light was coming down. And it was the answer, you are a being of light, being showered by light at all times. And so are all of you. I thank you for joining me this week and hold that image and ask your own guides to give you some insightful images. You might be surprised by what you see. I love all of you. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.